being a four is your superpower. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us get stuck in, well, I'm a four. And with that, I, I'm so sad and mm-hmm. no one understands us. So what? That's your superpower. Mm-hmm. That is your identity. You're awesome. You're creative. Be who you want to be. Hey, my name is Stephanie Smith, and I'm just your typical Enneagram 3 obsessed with becoming the best version of myself and teaching you everything I've learned along the way. I'll be your biggest hype girl to find your purpose, joy, and who you are through the Enneagram. Here we will cover how to apply the Enneagram to your life, real life stories of relationships through the Enneagram, and how to be the best you. I know life is super busy, but I truly believe that self-development starts with knowing who you are. So thanks for bringing me along for the ride. This is My Enneagram Life. In today's episode with Jocelyn, she gives us so much insight into the strengths of an Enneagram 4, where a 4 can grow, and how she personally uses the Enneagram in real life. You are in for a treat listening to this episode about everything Enneagram Type 4. Well, thank you so much, Jocelyn, for hopping on the podcast. This is going to be so much fun. Welcome to the first interview on my Enneagram Life podcast. So um, super excited to have you on as a four. So I would love to just have you tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me your job, your hobbies, and a couple things that make you a four. Okay, well, my name is Jocelyn, and thank you for asking me. This is super cool. This is a great opportunity. Um, I love talking about the Enneagram, so I'm super excited when you asked me. Um, so my name is Jocelyn. I am a social media manager. Um, I do a lot of event coordination as well for a home improvement company. I live in Alabama. I guess something interesting about me is um, I've lived in four states. So I'm from Georgia. I've lived in Mississippi. I lived in Tennessee. Um, I'm probably about to move again here this year, probably. So lived all over the place. Um, Let's see, I discovered the Enneagram during quarantine. So, you know, I had nothing to do and I kept seeing things about it. And a friend was like, just do it. And I was like, well, this is stupid. Like, what is this going to tell me that I don't know about myself? But it was, you know, I had nothing else to do. We weren't working or anything so discovered the Enneagram then and let's see hobbies I love being outdoors Mm -hmm. I love being in nature Um, I love painting I love um, and I do this at my job actually so it works out great for me I love graphic design I love Mm. digital art Um, anything where I get to really express myself creatively I love it. I love music. I love poetry. I love literature. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess that wraps me up. <laughs> it sounds like a typical four. <laughs> yes, it does. So fun. So when your friend introduced you to the Enneagram, you thought, mm-hmm. what is this going to tell me that I don't already know? Four is being super mm-hmm. self-aware. What was your first impression when you started to read up on the four? Well, it is so funny that you asked that because I've never really thought in depth about that and you know when I look back and I reflect on my first impression I really really I remember going through the test actually I remember going through it and thinking you know I'm just I'm just gonna do this and send him the results and so he'll leave me alone (laughs) and stop bothering me about this and I thought you know what is what is this gonna say and right off the bat I you know I got my type said type four 
and um, a whole bunch of reading material came with it. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, anyone who has taken any kind of Enneagram test or read about it knows this. And I started reading and I I was not putting a lot of attention into it. And some of the first things I read really blew me away, caught my attention right away. Um, It it was almost like it was speaking directly to me. Mm -hmm. Um, It was, it was telling me things that I had thought about myself and I had discussed with other people, but I had never heard these things summarized in one place before. Mm. Um, You know, type fours, we are searching for an identity. And Mm -hmm. yes, I always have been, but I never actually realized that that was what was going on in my life. I never realized, oh, I'm, I'm afraid of being insignificant, not, not Mm -hmm. afraid of, but you know, I'm always kind of fighting against that. I'm trying to find Mm -hmm. significance in my life that will also make me different from other people. And Mm -hmm. a lot of what really struck me was um, about the Enneagram was interpersonal relationships um, Mm -hmm. and how type fours at different health levels interact with um, significant others as well as friends. And that's when it really struck me. I was like, wait, this is serious and this is me. And from there I went to YouTube and educated myself. (laughs) <laughs> so that that's my beginner's story. But yeah, when you first get into the Enneagram, there is so much yeah. and yeah. it is sometimes overwhelming, but like you said, it yeah. kind of gives you thoughts of like, oh yeah, I knew this about myself, but I didn't realize that's what I was doing. And exactly. it's so interesting. I love mm-hmm. it. So since then, how have you used it in your life and how has it like changed the way you look at things? or use it in relationships, or tell me how you use it in real life. Well, I think one of the biggest things that I learned about in the beginning, and I still use and apply to my daily life, are those levels of health. Mm -hmm. I can look back at my life and really reflect on, um, this was a stage in my life where I was extremely unhealthy. When a four is in a state of unhealth um, and stress, we go to Mm -hmm. two. And we take on those um, bad traits of a type two. So Mm -hmm. we're um, needy, people pleasing. And I think back to (laughs) some of the worst points in my life. And I see those behaviors where I was Mm -hmm. always trying to, um, I guess, earn my place Mm -hmm. um, with people that I really didn't even care about by Mm -hmm. overly complimenting them. And that's not who I am. So to answer your question, it it let me know I was at my darkest, but it also helped me learn, wow, those were the times where I was at my best when Mm -hmm. I was reflecting type one, I was organized. I had schedules, Mm -hmm. which is really hard for me. Um, So that I think that's been a huge takeaway is learning about those levels of health. And, you know, right now, I would say I'm very average, Mm -hmm. probably top tiers average and um, learning about the Enneagram has helped me realize where I am, I guess, with my emotional health. Mm. And then when it comes to other people, um, I kind of, I kind of grew up and other fours can probably relate to me this way. I grew up wondering why, why am I not like them? Why am I not like them yet? I don't want to be like them. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of in this strange state of limbo where I wanted to fit in, but I didn't want to be like them. Mm-hmm. And the Enneagram has helped me understand that that is perfectly normal for someone like me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I, I realized that there are certain personality types that are very different from me. Mm-hmm. And um, this is not me, you know, talking poorly of anyone because the Enneagram has helped me really love and respect every personality type mm-hmm. as well as accept my own personality. And I'm not, I'm not like her. I'm not like him. I'm never going to be like them because I am a four and I'm unique and mm-hmm. That has helped me so much. And that is something that I wish more um, teenagers would know mm-hmm. because I, I was constantly trying to fit in, but be unique. And mm-hmm. I was like, why am I like that? Why am I like that? And then when I was an adult, I finally realized, well, you're a four. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it kind of gives you the permission to just like say who you are and be okay mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. And that is just something I wish I knew when I was a teenager, because I think it would have helped me really fully embrace the fact that there's nothing wrong. And this is just exactly who I am. And it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I am curious because I hear a lot of fours um, when they look at other types and say, well, we don't have as many, I guess, talents, you would say, what are some of the best qualities of a four that you think, I mean, I have a bunch that I could list off because mm-hmm. fours have so many talents and things that other types don't have, but from a four, what are you most proud of as being a four? The first thing that comes to my mind is something that I experience every day at work. I am, I'm looking for the right word, I guess. I don't want to say I'm, I'm, a counselor. I don't want to say I'm a sounding board, but people come to me when they need to emotionally unload. Mm -hmm. And that sounds really heavy and really dark probably to other people, but expressing myself and communicating with other people on a highly emotional level has always been one of my favorite bonding experiences. Mm -hmm. And so to answer your question, fours are people you can go to when you just need to be yourself, it doesn't matter what type personality you are. I think my friends feel comfortable telling me the the funny parts of their day mm-hmm. to the darkest parts of their day. And if they, it's not even like they're seeking advice. I just think that I'm someone who makes other people feel comfortable talking to mm-hmm. about those things that they feel they can't say to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, for as we are gifted and cursed with <laughs> sensitivity um Mm -hmm. we're extremely sensitive people and with that there's a lot of issues um I'm very sensitive but also with that I think I'm able to connect with people Mm. on a level that other people might struggle to Mm -hmm. um I've been through a lot I've experienced every kind of emotional high and low and I think that allows people to feel comfortable when talking to me about their own good and bad things in their life. So do you share those things with them so they feel that comfortability or what makes them feel comfortable? Absolutely. I have no problem leveling with someone, I mean, at their highs or their lows. If someone is willing to share, you know, something that they've gone through, I can meet them there. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I'm not uncomfortable doing that. In fact, I love it. I love when people open up to me and I will very willingly open up with other people. Mm -hmm. And 
Um, in my experience doing reach on type four, that's something that a lot of us are willing to do is we'll go to those dark places. We'll mm -hmm. also go to those, those happy places, but we're not afraid to experience, um, the sadder parts of life, the melancholy. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't even really, I, I don't really see, um, extreme sadness as being a scary topic. I mm. can go there and be there with people, um, coworkers, friends, any, um, you know, family mm -hmm. partners. Um, and I think that's what kind of separates us is I'm, I'm not afraid to be dark with you. And if you mm -hmm. feel like you need to talk to someone, I can talk to you about anything. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is definitely a gift of a four. And I feel like yep. you guys just have so much empathy too, mm -hmm. because you mm -hmm. want to sit with people in their, you know, mess and yeah. you kind of feel that with them and yeah. we feel comfortable sharing those things with you. That is yeah. very hard for a three, <laughs> which I'm a three. Yeah. So, yes. so amazing that you have that, you know, gift and, or that space for people in your life. So how yeah. has being a four and knowing the Enneagram helped your relationships? Um, well, my boyfriend is a type five and any type five and any other type knows that they're very, they're a very unique type. Um, you know, type five was actually one of the types that I knew the least about. Mm -hmm. So um, when he and I started dating, I was still educating myself on every type. Of course, I started with four because that's who I am. <laughs> and then kind of moved around the Enneagram, depending on um my friends and, you know, their types. And so five was one of the last ones I educated myself on. But to answer your question, um, learning about the Enneagram, the levels of help, uh, their wings, um, where they go to and when, when they're healthy and when they're not healthy, when they're under stress, it has helped me so much in understanding why people do the things they do, especially with my relationship. Um, in the he and I have known each other for a long time. Um, we knew each other when we were teenagers. And like I mentioned before, I didn't know what the Enneagram was then. Oh my gosh, it would have helped us so much, but he would get real private, you know, because mm -hmm. he's a five, he would get real private and I would take it as an insult. I would mm -hmm. take it as why, why are you not 100% open with me? Um, because I am a very emotional person. Mm -hmm. And when he would close those doors, I would take it as, um, he's, uh, he's pushing me away, mm -hmm. but the Enneagram has helped me learn that they are just private people. That's, mm -hmm. that's how he is when he's comfortable, he will open up and he does. Mm -hmm. Um, it's helped me understand my friends at very, very deep levels is helped me understand coworkers. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's helped me learn how to react, um, to them expressing certain behaviors, you know, mm -hmm. um, good or bad. It's helped me know what's going on, um, not in their minds because I can't read their minds, but it's just helped me with all these different, um, behaviors and mm -hmm. kind of navigate those waters because as a type four, I've always been very much in my own head. Mm -hmm. And when other people would have, um, you know, other people with very different personalities would have, um, certain reactions towards me, I would blame myself. And the Enneagram, I think one of the best things I've gotten from it is I've learned, you know, it's not me. That's just them going through this certain, mm -hmm. you know, 
you know, they're going to that dark place maybe. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it helps me understand it's not me. Yeah. Yeah. So even going back to your relationship with your boyfriend, being two completely different types, someone who's mm -hmm. very pri private and mm -hmm. very sometimes emotionally distant and you being emotional and in touch with your feelings and self-aware, what strengths do you bring to the relationship and, and how do you, I guess, what strengths do both of you bring to the relationship and how do you help each other grow? That's a great question. Um, he's extremely grounding. He has his six wing and it's very apparent. He um, brings security, stability. Um, mm -hmm. He'll say, hold up, let's think about this. He's very logical and analytical. Um, I bring that sense of, um, I guess, creativity mm -hmm. uh, to our relationship. I'm I'm like, let's try this new thing. Um, let's not be afraid to try this new restaurant, this new food. Mm -hmm. And I think that that benefits him as well. Um, I, I think <laughs> I'm curious to see what he'll think about this, but um, I think I get him out of his own mind because mm -hmm. I'll challenge him to reconsider um, certain, I guess, ways of thinking. Mm -hmm. um, as a five, he's very rational, analytical, and I will challenge that. Um, and say, you know, let's think about this from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think, um, and we, he and I have talked about this, we balance each other so well. It's almost like yin and yang. Mm -hmm. um, and we talk, actually, we talk about the Enneagram a lot. I didn't think he would get into it, but he loves it too. Um, and we really think that we're almost a perfect match for each other just because mm -hmm. the... I, I love the six wing because I need that security in my life. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And having someone to pull you out of like your daydreams almost as a four yes. grounding yeah. you, like you said, you know, they say yeah. opposites attract. And the more I talk mm -hmm. to people, the more that is like true because you bring so many different strengths from each person to the relationship. So that is so interesting to hear about a four and a five. Okay. I am curious. What would you say is the biggest thing that you guys struggle with being two different types then? The biggest thing, the biggest thing that we struggle with is probably, oh man, he might, he might say something different, but because this is coming from my perspective, um, <laughs> probably, probably that, um, he'll have his introverted days where he's just very quiet mm -hmm. and I understand it. And I remember learning about it and thinking, wow, okay, that is him. He is a five and he, he needs his privacy. I think that's the hardest part for me. I'm, I'm the kind of person who I'm very um, all or nothing. Mm -hmm. So when he needs his alone time, I'm like, where did you go? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but that's me. Um, he probably would say something different, but that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just the different kind of personality types. Yeah. So would you say you're an introvert or an extrovert as a four? Um, that is a great question. I think throughout my life, it's, it's ricocheted back and forth. Mm -hmm. um, I think about in college, I think my wing three was very dominant. Mm -hmm. um, I think in middle school and high school, I really leaned into my wing five. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to introversion or being an extrovert, it just goes back and forth with what I really need. Mm-hmm. But if I had to pick one, I would say I'm probably an introvert. I, mm-hmm. I value um, being able to pick and choose who I'm around. Um, mm-hmm. I do like being alone. I think a lot of people feel sad when they're alone. And I, I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in the grand scheme of things, especially as I get older, I think I'm an introvert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so tell us one tip on how to be a healthier four, since you said you've been at the highs and the lows mm-hmm. and right now you're, did you say you're about average in health yeah, levels? Probably. So mm-hmm. tell us one tip and how a four could be healthier. So I was thinking about this and I think something that could really speak to all of us fours is to stop living in the past. I think a lot of us will even romanticize the past and kind of see the past as something that it not really is or was. Um, I spent a great amount of time these past two years wishing I could go back in time. And the only thing that that really did was paralyze me in the present. And it did not allow me to move forward. Um, Type fours, when they're not at the top of their game, will romanticize the nostalgic past or our version of it. And I think one of the biggest pieces of advice I can give to any other type four is I know it's so hard, but you got to stop looking backwards and you need to start looking forwards because those days weren't the best days. You're going to make the best days um, and you can romanticize those days as well. Um, another thing I wanted to mention was um, for as we, we deal with a lot of shame and that it's, it's so hard envy and shame Mm-hmm. It is so hard. And it's something that I deal with on a daily basis. And lots of it is probably irrational. Um, I'm, you know, if you spoke to other fours, they might think it's irrational or rational. It, I guess it just depends. But another huge piece of advice is stop looking backwards at that shame. Mm-hmm. Um, and just you, you have to get out of your head and move forwards. And that doesn't mean you don't have to be your amazing um, dramatic, emotional type for self. You, you just got to get out of the, out of the past and keep walking forward. I think this year, I mean, we're, it's, it hasn't even been that many months into the new year, but I've made a lot of growth and it's because I, I stopped thinking about the past all the time. Yeah, that is huge. I think probably everybody could use that bit of advice, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but especially the fours and, mm-hmm. um, people in the past orientation. Okay. So my last question for you is going to be kind of a fun one. So tell me one thing that type fours and only type fours will understand being a four. Oh gosh. There's so many, there's so many it's, I I always kind of go back to the, you know, you're a type four when you purposefully make yourself sad. I mean, we, <laughs> we will watch those sad movies. We will read the Edgar Allan Poe, who I believe was a type four, mm-hmm. um, listen to the sad music and it just feels good in a weird kind of way. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think about those memes a lot on the different Enneagram pages and it's always the type four meme. And it's like, 
you turn on your sad song and you look out the car window and you pretend you're in a movie. Like that is, I, I think that is the epitome of a type four, like the, the most generalized epitome of a type four. I think that's something that we've all done. That's something we can all get. I mean, I've walked around um, like grocery stores and felt like, am I in a movie? <laughs> We're so dramatic. <laughs> I love it. That is so funny. Oh my gosh. And something I don't understand because I'm not a four. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're four, tell us, like message me at my Enneagram life and tell me if you resonate with this being a four, what Jocelyn just said. So funny. Oh my gosh. Well, I so enjoyed this time together with you and it's been interesting to pick your brain as a four. Um, and hopefully this gives other people who aren't fours information and how a four works. And if you are a four, know that you're not alone. And like you said, it can be yourself and you don't have to fit in. Um, but also want to be yourself, like you were saying. So yeah, this was so (laughs) much fun. Um, do you have any closing thoughts on being a four? Um, honestly, you guys being a four is your superpower. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us get stuck in, well, I'm a four. And with that, I I'm so sad and Mm -hmm. no one understands us. So what? That's your superpower. That is your identity. You're awesome. You're creative be who you want to be. Um, I guess, I guess that's my closing thought. And you know what? I have to tell myself that every day. So I just told that to myself and it's going to be a good day now. (laughs) I love it. Oh my gosh. I love it. Well, thank you so much again. And I look forward to hearing how you grow more as a four and I'll probably have you on the podcast again, because I don't know very many fours. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We're kind of rare. (laughs) They are rare and that's what makes them so needed. So if you're for live into it, share yourself with other people because we need you. You have so many great gifts that come with being a four. And that wraps up the interview with Jocelyn. If you liked this podcast episode, share it with a friend. I hope this was so encouraging if you are an Enneagram four and helped bring insight and compassion to those who aren't a four to help them understand a little bit more of how a four works. And if you are looking for a community of people who love the Enneagram and want to use the Enneagram to grow in self-awareness and communication, join us in our exclusive Enneagram community on Patreon. Our group name is My Enneagram Life, and I'll link the details in the show notes below. And thanks for listening to My Enneagram Life. If you like this podcast, leave a comment and subscribe so you never miss out. And if you're on Instagram, I want to hear from you. What was your biggest takeaway? On Apple and Spotify, hit the share button to share it on your story and tag me at my Enneagram life. This helps me stay motivated to creating more content and helps me know what you really want to hear more of. I can't wait to see you on the gram. Until next week, keep working to becoming the best version of yourself.